everyone, and welcome to episode 225 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. It's Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, starting off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this week, Richard? Hey, Seth, what's going on? Spoiler season again, like... <laughs> immediately following more of the spark we're, we're doing it yeah not never ending spoiler season but thankfully it's a spoiler season for a really cool unique set modern horizon so that's going to be one of our big topics today but before we get into our topics we also have content creator extraordinaire crim what's up crim morning seth how's it going pretty excited for the spoilers so <laughs> I am also pretty excited for the spoilers. Oh, this set looks so sweet. So, the set we're kind of talking about, Modern Horizons, we started spoiler season yesterday with some Magic Online Championship previews, like, officially kicked off spoiler season today with Wizards posting spoilers and other outlets, so we got new cards to talk about, which is going to be one of our biggest topics for today. We also have a couple of smaller topics we want to get to. There was a BNR announcement that actually did change things, but only in a pauper, but we're going to get to the pauper bannings as we go along, and wanted to mention an update to Magic Arena that happened last week before, of course, answering your fish mail. So that's the plan for today, but before we get into it, a reminder that our show today is brought to you by Spikes Academy's first anniversary. They are celebrating with a super special sale with a 40% discount in their courses. The sale only lasts for 24 hours, so if you're hearing the show on Monday the 20th, which is today Today, when the podcast goes up, it's your lucky day. Check out SpikesAcademy.com and join the courses of Reduke, Polar Vito, Domina and Seth Manfield. Happy anniversary to Spikes Academy. So again, thank you to Spikes Academy for supporting this show. And with our sponsorship stuff out of the way, uh, Richard, let's talk some Modern Horizons. You got the cards there. Why don't you guide us through some of these sweet cards? But actually, before we do, a reminder to everyone, these cards, not standard legal. So Modern Legal, Commander Legal, Legacy Vintage, whatever casual play, but none of the cards we're talking about today are actually going to show up in standard, just to uh, make sure that's clear to everyone. But, but Richard, guide us through some cards. Alright, we're, we're, we're just going to go straight for the, the jaw dropper. We have Force of Negation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one blue blue. Don't worry, it's still good. Force of Negation, instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. Counter target non-creature spell. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. So free casting cost, negate, except you can only do it on your opponent's turn. And then it just randomly excels the spell as well. I actually think I'm happier that we got Force of Negation than Force of Will. Uh, so <laughs> the risk of Force of Will is that if you look at like legacy play, yeah, you use Force of Will to stop degenerate fast combo decks, but degenerate fast combo decks also use Force of Will to make sure that they force their combo through your disruption. Force of Negation is worded in a way with that you can only cast it for free on your opponent's turn, that you can use it to stop combos, but it's much less effective for actually forcing your combo through disruption. So this is a card that's going to be really helpful for making sure you don't die to... Neoform or Gorio's Vengeance or something 
on turn number one if the metagame is looking really degenerate, but you don't have to worry about those same decks, except for, I guess, like, through the breach, you can cast at instant speed, which is kind of funny, or, like, do it on your opponent's end step, but for the most part, it can't be used by those combo decks, so I really like this card and think it's a pretty big deal for modern. Yeah, I love Force of Negation. I, I think it's much like what you said. Uh, the fact that they worded it so that you can't get got by combo decks themselves uh, is pretty sweet. Uh, but I mean, and also we don't lose a life. <laughs> Although two for one in yourself still hurts a lot, but sometimes you do need something like this. Oh, so many people were like, finally I could counter that turn one thought sees. I was like, oh no, please. <laughs> no, that's that's not how you play a force of will. You don't want to do that to your third one thought sees. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing with this card. It's three mana if you actually cast it. So unlike Force of Will, where if you're casting it, you're like, okay, this is weird, right? Like five mana is a lot to pay. Three mana. So even if you don't pitch it, and if you want to protect your own spells, uh, it is expensive considering in modern we're playing things like Spell Pierce or Swan Song, but three mana is not totally unreasonable. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, does this mean, you know, Death Shadow just runs rampant? Like, I, I don't know because it... it it promotes the Delver decks, right? Where, uh, you know, if you're a combo deck, you can't just willy-nilly go off now, right? Because your opponent could have Force of Negation up and you can't force their force. So you need to, like, really wait until you can hold up a Spell Pierce or something and get into a counter war uh, with them. But uh, decks like Death Shadow, they just put their threat down and they're like, okay, you're gonna combo off, I'm gonna kill you. And then you have to run into their Force of Negation. So it makes this weird dynamic and i don't know how that will turn out in modern like if everyone just plays delvered like decks because it's just so easy to you know uh you know you can use spell pierce on your turn to protect your stuff and then if you tap out for whatever reason on their turn you force a negation their combo and then you have this like three four turn clock they're dead uh and then your combo decks just do nothing so maybe this is what brings the fair decks back but if everyone's playing like delver and death shadow like is that a world we really want to live in i don't know uh but <laughs> it's not bad i mean eh, it's fine but i mean if you're playing as humans and you're holding force of negation you feel pretty silly so krim do you think this is a sideboard card or would you actually main deck this i would sideboard this still if if i'm a fair deck I still don't want to hold this card against, like, you know, yeah, like against humans, against, you know, like any, anything like that. But modern does have a decent amount of non-creature spells. If I'm, if I were to play any of this, it's not a play set in the main deck. It's maybe one or two. I mean, it, it, this is probably something that might be in the conversation to replace negates in the main deck. Like, yeah, it's one more mana, but you do get the upside of being able to exile, which is surprisingly relevant in a graveyard-focused format like Modern, and you get the upside of maybe sometimes casting it for free. I really like, the other thing I like about this, speaking of, like, Krim decks, is in the late <laughs> game, it's a nice way that you can, like, tap out for your Jace or something, or a Teferi, and then also still leave up protection uh, if your opponent has Assassin's Trophy or is going to try to combo off and kill you. So it gives you a little bit of freedom to, like, maybe tap out for your finisher and still leave up some sort of disruption so you don't immediately die. But I still, do, the reason why, though that's great, you have Dovin's Veto, which I really have been liking. The fact that it's uncounterable makes it nice. 
So but you can always pitch your veto, veto to force an engagement grip. <laughs> oh, it's, a com- it's a combo. <laughs> it's combo. That is. That's counter combo. <laughs> There's actually a bunch of things that can't be countered in modern. Like you have Dovin's veto. You have uh, counter flux if everyone's bold enough to play that. You have supreme verdict. Uh, so there are actually a bunch of things you can't counter that you'd be holding this and feel a bit dumb, but... Uh, I have more exciting news, boys. We have not only Force of Negation, but apparently it's an entire cycle because we have Force of Vigor. Two green green. It's an instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile the green card rather than pay the spell's mana cost. Destroy up to two target artifacts and or enchantments. I hate this card. <laughs> oh, Blood Moon, Seth. Yes. What is this? <laughs> this oh, is... did you just cast a Blood Moon? Who needs mana? If, yes, like that. It <laughs> makes Blood Moon so much worse. And it picks off like Ensnaring Bridge or Chalice along the way. So this just like ruins the Blood Moon decks that I like to play. Oh. Uh, I think it's a, a pretty good card, though. Like being able to, against like Hardened Scales, snag Hardened Scales and Ravager or something or a Cranial Plating. Uh, it's good against the Word Prison decks where four mana is so expensive that you're not getting like chaliced on your nature's claim or whatever and you get to grab their two best things so i think this is actually again not a main deck card but a card that's definitely in consideration for sideboard slots this card seems it's doing a lot of things that i i i like i mean it's it's free uh free spells are good uh usually and i i mean I, I wanted to dis- uh, exile artifacts and or enchantments but i guess destroy is fine <laughs> i guess that's fine uh yeah no th- this this card's very sweet I cannot wait to see this whole cycle of force cards yeah what do you do you have any predictions for the other colors or Richard go go ahead before hold on uh, hold on forget why are you glossing over the best card in modern here <laughs> hold on hold on there here's the good thing so force will you two for one yourself right it's like an emergency panic button it's like opening the emergency glass will probably like cut your hand but whatever like it's an emergency right force of vigor is a two for two. Right? Like, if you hit two things, it's a two for two. And that's fine. You're fine with that, right? Like, the things... Usually when you're killing an artifact or enchantment in modern, it's usually a back-breaking artifact or enchantment. Like, can you imagine... Uh, let's say I'm Jund. I'm playing Affinity. I'm like, turn one, lightning bolt. Uh, turn two, Bob. Force of Vigor. Kill two more things. Like, I've won the game right there. Right? Like, it is so good. Like, just randomly getting two things... Uh, if you're getting Blood Moon locked, you're just like, whatever, right? Like, pitch a card, here you go. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right? Like, would you main deck I this? I two things. No, I wouldn't main deck uh, it's like, it, but cool. it's a really good sideboard card. Okay. Yeah, no, but I think it's a very powerful Everyone's playing Affinity or Hardened Scales. You could main deck this. Like, that. it's just game ending, right? It's like not. It's like a two for two that's free. Hit two right, ether like, vials. Am I right, Richard? <laughs> I, I, at first, I was really excited because I thought this was a way out of the Karn Mycosynth lattice lock, which is actually like a super popular thing right now in modern. But I didn't realize Mycosynth lattice has a lot of words on it, and it actually turns all the spells in both players' hands into colorless spells, so you can't actually pitch a greed card to it. <laughs> Card's unbeatable. Card's $70 for a reason. <laughs> Uh, okay, so back to Seth's question. What are the other forces? I am looking forward to the red force. Like, like, fire blast type. Yeah. <laughs> like, just I, pitch a red thing and deal like six damage to your face. I, I am, I am looking way forward to, to some burn spell that's free. It better not be like gut shot. Like, <laughs> it, like you pitch two cards and it's like a shock. 
<laughs> I, fire blast makes sense. Maybe four damage. I think it's like going to be four, four or five. Mana. Four or five. It has to be five. Four is too little. Five is decent. Yeah. Be- because you're usually pitching a three damage spell, right? It's like, what are you gaining here? You're just gaining like one mana? Like, I, I don't know. It has to be a substantial amount of damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. And since the green one already gets artifacts and enchantments, probably not going to go that direction. Like some sort of Shatter Storm or Vandal Blast type effect. So yeah, damage makes sense. All right. I'll call this four damage skull crack. How about that? Ooh. You don't want to give too much raw damage, but how about like a free... Skull crack at any time they try to gain life. I th- if they add skull crack to it, then yeah, it's it it'll be four. But if it's just yeah. damage, it's got to be more than four. Yeah. What uh? What about black? I've seen some people guess reanimation, like a Gorio's Vengeance type tutor. effect. A, a tutor. Ooh, <laughs> Instant a tutor. speed tutor. Instant speed tutor for free. What? That sounds broken. <laughs> I'm not on R and D, dude. I don't know. <laughs> how about how about him to Torak? Oh, nice and balanced. How, how like. about like you pitch a card? It's free. They discard three cards at instant speed on their draw step at random. At instant speed, and if they don't have a card in hand, they have to sacrifice a permanent. Oh yeah, yeah. Or that's all their lands. If you don't have a card in hand, you gotta sack all your lands. That sounds playable. How, how, about, how about slaughter pack though? Like a double slaughter pack? Ooh. I don't like Slaughter that, Pack. That we don't be, talk about that card. <laughs> that, that could be a thing. That card has lost me too many matches in key moments. Because <laughs> so, uh, I about, forgot to pay. What about white? That's probably the hardest one. I'm afraid it's going to be some bad life gain spell. Maybe like token production. Like make two, two, two tokens for four mana and you can pitch a card to do it at, uh, for free. That's probably too good. How do you like how do you make the white one? Settle the wreckage. For free. <laughs> yeah. Double path. Yeah. <laughs> how, how about a free wrath? Yeah. What, what could it be? A double sacrifice? A free wrath at instant speed sounds pretty bonkers. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> what if you have to, like, pitch your hand? <laughs> it's like, discard your hand and you get, to, you get a free wrath. I mean, if it's, like, four mana, sure. <laughs> I might need it enough, right? Like... <laughs> It's going to be Archangel's Light or whatever times two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on to uh, more ridiculous cards. Ice Fang Codal. Green <laughs> and a blue. One, one. Snow Creature Snake. Flash. Flying. Draw a card when it enters the battlefield. It has Death Touch as long as you control three other snow permanents. So you wanted Baleful Strix. Close. You kind of have it. <laughs> it I mean, oh, yeah. It's hmm. there. That's it right there. That's Baleful Strix. <laughs> I mean... So you need three other permanents for Death Touch, right? So it itself is just no permanent, but you need three other. Yeah. If you have Ice Fang, Kotal, Tron, <laughs> they all have Death Touch. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to draw all three copies. <laughs> really, though, like... We have snow-covered lands, basic lands returning. Right now in Modern, we don't have a lot of playable snow permanents outside of the lands themselves. And you can turn this on with just three basic lands. Uh, that's a little rough for some Modern decks, but it's possible to do. I think the real question is, what other snow permanents do we get? Like, if you can turn this into a Baleful Strix with Flash consistently... This card is insane. Like, Baleful Strix is so good, and this would be a strict upgrade if you could actually turn it on. Strix so I'm going to be keeping an eye on... 
<laughs> yes, a Strix upgrade. <laughs> very good. Sorry. Very good, Grim. <laughs> but I'm going to be keeping an eye out for, like, snow-covered dual lands of some kind. If we get, like, a more playable lands that you can actually use in a modern deck to turn this on, this card could actually be really strong. I uh, am not sold on it, but... I mean, worst case, it's an elvish visionary, or I guess for kids these days, flibblefip. <laughs> worst case, you get a flying, a flying flibblefip. For the kids, the flibblefip. <laughs> this is in the wrong colors. Yeah. Like, if you just had, like, straight Baleful Strix, but it was in Simic, it would still be bad. Like, green is not the let me block and, you know, play control kind of color. So I think it's just in the wrong colors. If this was, like, Demir... You know, then maybe we can talk about trying to get three snow permanents online. Uh, and it depends if we get snow duels that aren't bad. If we get snow duels that aren't bad, then maybe you could play this. But again, it's Simic is not an exciting color <laughs> because green is not the color you want to sit back and uh, play defense with. Hear me out. Four Panharmonicons, uh, four of these, four uh, Flibblefips, four Elvish Visionaries, just all the two mana one ones that draw a card. Oh man, you'll never win the game, but you'll draw so many cards. That, that, so that'll, that'll be collected sweet. companies. <laughs> and then you- yeah, to draw more one ones that draw more cards. <laughs> just Ranger of Eos though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, then you win with Jace because you'll have drawn so many cards. Ooh, I'm actually gonna build this deck as soon as we we finish the cast. <laughs> I already hear you scribbling away with the pen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have seasoned pyromancer. It's a mythic, one red red, so three CMC. It's a two two human shaman. When it enters the battlefield, discard two cards, then draw two cards. For each non-land card discarded this way, create a 1-1 red elemental creature token. Three red red exile season pyromancer from your graveyard. Create two 1-1 red elemental creature tokens. It's fiery souls. It's great. <laughs> yeah. This is like lingering souls in red, right? Yeah. Total of like four 1-1 red and a 2-2 body. Oh, it's Only so these, good. they don't fly. The tokens don't fly. I'm a little upset. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's a faithless looting combined with lingering souls, essentially. The way it's worded, if you don't have cards in hand, you still just draw the cards. It's not a if you discard. You just, like, get empty-handed and straight up play this and draw two cards, which is good. Gives you value from the graveyard in the late game, like, to make some instant speed chump blockers, like a dragon fodder out of your graveyard. This card seems really crazy to me. Like I expect this card to actually be in the conversation to see heavy uh heavily to see heavy play in modern. We already have so many graveyard decks. I think this is probably outside of maybe Force of Negation, probably the card that I'm highest on for modern that we've seen so far. Also relevant, it's a human. <laughs> Also, oh, I didn't even realize it was a human. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also a shaman. And this works pretty well with, like, Rageforger and, like, the Jun Shaman deck that's floating around, so it's probably in the conversation there, too. Oh, oh I hate modern so much. <laughs> I was like, okay, you pair this with Bob, you put some thought seizes, like, how? Now we have lingering souls in red, and then you're like, humans? 
shamans. I'm like, oh, oh gosh. I mean, <laughs> Those decks make such so much better use of this card than trying to play it the fairway. When you consider that <laughs> people play Pia and Karen Nalar, like that's that's a card and it's four mana and it does but something. They fly. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get to draw cards. You don't get to rubbish. You don't get the graveyard value. It's more mana. Like I think this card's actually going to show up in modern. Yeah, I think this card's very good. Maybe it won't take off right away because people will still have to adjust to figure out what to put it in. But I think once it finds its home, it's going to be a little bonkers. Yeah, it's just so many blockers. Like getting through on the ground, like you can chump Death Shadows for days, right? So yeah, yeah. Also, or if you're on Death Shadow, you could play it. Yeah, you you discard cards to delve to your Taskers and Gurmag Anglers. You can discard Arclight Phoenixes. There are a lot of decks that want to get cards in their graveyard, so it has extra synergy there. Like, it's efficient just on its own in a vacuum, and it's really synergistic with some powerful decks. Yeah, absolutely absurd. I But, I mean, I thought it was Dak Faden for a second, but that that's not the case, so don't worry. A- Apparently, it's actual young Pyromancer that's, like, grown old and weary of the degenerate modern format and is, like, older now. That's, that's what I've wow. heard, at least. I like it. All right. Next up. We're getting, we, we, we're getting too spiky here. We got to take it back a notch. We got Morophon <laughs> the Boundless. Seven generic mana. Six, six. Legendary creature. Shapeshifter. Mythic. Changeling. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Spells of the chosen type you cast cost white, blue, black, red, green less to cast. This effect reduces only the amount of colored mana you pay. Other creatures you control the chosen type get plus one, plus one. This is the richardest commander I've ever seen. Like any jank tribe, now you you suddenly have a commander for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. It's fine. I'm not as excited because it has no like fun abilities, but basically it's a 5C commander that you can play with any mana base because it doesn't cost any colored mana. So basically all of those weird decks you build and make like Progenitus your commander, this is now like a synergistic commander. However, it's much more fun playing with the real commander for your tribe. So like, I don't know, this is like a... Uh, I think uh, the, like, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I like this. The, the problem with five color commanders though, there's a few that are just generic, like Progenitus or Chromat or whatever, but a lot of them are tribe specific, like Sliver Commanders, Atagatog, the Ally one. So I think it's really nice that if you want to play like five color humans, which is just something you don't have a commander for, you can actually do or like five color zombies. We have zombies in all color now. You can actually do this we and do. technically have a tribe member that uh, is but also you would like commander. never this is like seven mana it's effectively progenitus right like you you never cast this thing it's like seven mana and i guess eventually you get the payoff of getting plus one plus one <laughs> but it's just so expensive like if it had um eminence or whatever where it's passive <laughs> just randomly applied if it was in the command zone then we'd be talking but like all the way to seven mana to get plus one plus one i'm trying to I'm trying to cast like a door of destinies or something and like win the game. I'm not trying to ramp up to seven and like cast this thing. But but Richard, so, are you eh. are you thinking about this right now though? You go play name you name humans. That's a free manus writer. <laughs> <laughs> and hold hold. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. <laughs> you could also play, I think, Death Right, right? Isn't that a human? <laughs> 
I yes, I, modern play. This is what's gonna happen. You, you're gonna be. You're, it's Krim, right? He's like wrath the board like eight times. Okay? He's in total control, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I'll just I'll just tap out for Jace the Mind Sculptor." And then his opponents like Morophon, four Mantis Riders, lethal. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what's gonna happen. You joke, but that, that might happen <laughs> if. If you're willing to discount the tribal part, there's actually some sweet combos with this. The, the way the layers stack up, if you have Joda or Fists of Sun, you can cast any creature of the Chosen Tribe for free. And if you throw, like, Arcane Adaptation in there, you can cast all your creatures for free. So I think that might be the most common way that people build around this is uh, in Commander. It's like a Morophon combo, essentially, trying to be able to cast all the creatures in your entire deck for free. All right. Speaking of Commander, favorites we have a deep forest hermit three green green it's a one one elf druid vanishing three when deep forest hermit enters a battlefield create four one one green squirrel creature tokens squirrels you control get plus one plus one people love squirrels (laughs) Eh? I don't think I don't think this card is That's like eight power super super good, but I I like the callback to Derage Hermit, and uh, it, I guess it's kind of cute. Like we haven't had black border squirrels in a long time; they've been like a silver border thing. So I think it's cool to see squirrels back. I can't imagine though, outside of like squirrel tribal commander decks, that are you really going to play this over all the other five drop options you have in modern? Seems kind of unlikely. Yeah, like Teferi. So if you had Morophon, <laughs> yeah, Teferi seems deep, better. Deep Force Hermit. <laughs> yeah, you could cast it 12 for... 12 power. Yeah, for four mana. 12 power and squirrels. Got him. Yeah, yeah. Got him. <laughs> I mean, we get an official blackboarded squirrel token. That's got to mean something. I will say, the thing I love most about this set is all the callbacks. Like, we were wondering how they would do this set, and there's only, I think Mero said, like, 15% of the cards are reprints, which means less than 50 cards, probably. But so far, so many of the cards that we have seen that are new cards are, like, referencing old cards. And if you're someone that's been playing Magic for a while, I think that's really sweet. Like, I love the, like, time spiral feel of it with all these mechanics, all these callbacks back to old cards so i don't know i don't know how many new players will get it and maybe they don't care maybe they're just like oh squirrels that's cool but (laughs) if you've been playing for a long time it's really neat to see all these callbacks to old cards from like 20 years ago i i'm really excited like i love what is it the the astral drift thing i think it's it's super cool all right next up prismatic vista it's translated, but the translation's pretty simple. Pay one life, it's a land. Pay one life, sacrifice it, search your library for a basic land, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Card is great. A basic fetch land. Fetches Card is tapped, evolving wild. More shuffling. Like a way to fetch lands without getting blood moon locked. <laughs> this 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 card is sweet, especially for like now, like how you have like monocolored decks and stuff like that and uh, like you could, you know, like Murfolk could do something with this, even, even mono red or, or if you're playing 10 racks, sure. You have a way to now set why, off. Why would vault. you play these in mono colored decks? What, what, get to thin your deck out. Why not? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is it worth the life? Yes. What is, who's looked at the math recently? Uh, 
I I so I used to be What is a, the percentage? I used to be a thinning believer, but uh, I am not a thinning believer anymore. I think one time I figured it out and I think in the end you end up drawing like an extra card every 3 games or something, which that that's something, but it's actually like doesn't really change the math a meaningful amount. It's but it, it costs you the life, which is I think the TLDR is the life is more important than the negligible thinning. Like if it was free, then yeah, shuffle your hearts out, right? Yeah. Thin your deck, right? But the life is a cost. But so I, you can get wastes with this. Also that, great. That's I'm more excited to deal. play it in Jund <laughs> to get my basics to not get Blood Moon locked. Yeah, that that I think that's where the card really shines. Like being able to in a three color deck to get any of your basics is actually relevant. And if you're playing a deck like Mono Red Eldrazi or something, being able to get a red source or a waste so you still will have your colorless mana is also a really big upside. I think fingers crossed that this isn't too expensive. Like I really hope that this is like relatively affordable because it would be a great budget fetch land as well. Like if if it ends up being somewhat cheap. Like, that's another really big role for Prismatic Vista. It turns on the, I forgot which set it is, the, the duels that require you to have two basics to come into play on tap. Sunken Hollow and all of them. The the Battlelands. Yeah. Battlelands, yeah. Yeah. So. The thing is, though, like. Yeah. This normal- is going to be expensive, man. Everyone's going to buy this. <sighs> Especially all the deck thinners. Normal. <laughs> hey, what's up? Like everyone's gonna get a play set of these, right? Like oh. why why wouldn't you? Yes. You're gonna play it in no. Commander, you're gonna play it in Modern, you're no. gonna play it in Legacy, I don't know, man. You're gonna play it everywhere, right? You're no. like, oh, one extra card to delve away, right? Like why not, right? Like I mean, the thing is you could do a lot of that with normal fetch lands though. Like normal fetch lands get basic lands too. So you need like specific like three color decks that are uh, trying to avoid Blood Moon or something, because like your uh, Flooded Strad still gets an island or a plane, so it's still if you're playing blue white control, like uh, I guess it's extra Flooded Strands is nice, but yep, yeah. <sighs> now uh, this spoiler. I mean, how 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 much is a Scalding Tarn right now? Oh yeah, hundred over hundred again. Okay, how much do you think Prismatic Vista will be? Do you think it'll be a hundred? <laughs> no, no, it will not be a hundred. No. So there will be much demand as people buy Prismatic Vistas to replace Scalding Tarns that they don't want to buy, right? Yeah, I think the question's gonna be, like, even the cons fetch lands, like Bloodstained Mire is like over $30 now. I gotta imagine yep. this is gonna be more like 10, 15. Like, it's really hard to tell from this set, but I would think it's even gonna be cheaper than the cons reprinted fetch lands. So hopefully, uh, that is actually a thing that people can take advantage of. Never but, been so excited about Evolving Wilds. Uh, but people, <laughs> uh, now people can thin their decks as they, d- Turn one counter thought seize with forced negation. I've learned a lot about people doing things I would consider questionable in games of magic so far this spoiler season. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have a a card that uh, is a legacy staple and a vintage staple. Flusterstorm. Blue. Instant. It's the buy box promo. Counter target instant or sorcery spell unless its controller pays one. Storm. Krim, are you more excited about this or force of negation? Force of negation. I mean, unless, okay, I, I'm I'm excited to have this, I guess, uh, available to me in case I, you know, like Storm takes off again or something like that, then sure. I don't find many situations where I want this currently. Actually, yeah. At first I was hyped for Fluster Storm, but then as I thought about it more and started, like, looking through modern decks, 
Fluster Storm's not that good in modern. If it was yeah. non-creature spell, it would be very good. But unlike Legacy, where most of the combo decks are spell-based combo decks with instants and sorceries, uh, in modern you have a lot of like combo S decks that are actually using permanents, like uh, Amulet of Vigor, for example, with Primeval Titan, Hardened Scales type decks. Uh, we have the KCI decks that are now banned, but a lot of combo decks aren't actually using instants and sorceries to combo off. So Fluster Storm is way more narrow in modern than it is in Legacy, I think. Yeah. Well, no problem. Pitches the Force of Negation. Oh, instantly good, then. It's playable. <laughs> Load this deck up with four, please. Oh, I also thought with the art, I thought it was back to basics when, it, when I first saw it. Oh, my it. goodness. Oh. Oh. Also, That'd be good. worth mentioning non-foil buy a box promo for the first time, which I hope is the new way forward since... Having foil only like Nexus of Fate has been kind of a nightmare for actual tournaments. So yeah, worth pretty... mentioning, this is the first time. All right. We're running long, but I want to sneak this one in. It's an uncommon, but it's a good uncommon. It's Goblin Matron. Two and a red, one, one. When Matron enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a goblin card, reveal it, put it in your hand, shuffle your library. The card is sweet. Is this, is this, is this the return of goblins? I don't think uh, unless something new comes out (laughs) I don't think so I think the card is very good though but they must have additional goblins in the set if they're putting goblin matron right Uh, I mean tutor up your shapeshifters you're more of a more of (laughs) a no (laughs) no if if Watsi if Watsi did that they're like it's only goblin shapeshifter generic after that if you have (laughs) I think uh, I think we need Maybe one more good goblin to have a legacy style goblin stack. I think ringleader is the card. If we get ringleader in this set, then I'll be really hyped. Right now, the problem is the most popular goblin deck is like the eight whack goblin deck. And I think matron, usually with eight whack, you're trying to like kill your opponent on turn three. So I'm not yeah. sure that turn three use matron to find a goblin is going to be that good in the deck. So I think it really depends on what goblin support we get in this set. If we get one or two more good goblins, then I could see like Ether Vile Goblins legacy style being yeah. a thing. But right now, I think we're like a couple cards short from really making that work. Yeah. Well, we need Rashad in Port and Wasteland. <laughs> we we oh, don't boy. need that. We, don't, <laughs> like, we, we, don't. We, we need the lock pieces of it. Otherwise, like your turn four card advantage means nothing in modern, right? You're dead already when you cast your ringleaders. So uh, we need ways to slow down the opponent. So if we get some of those lock pieces, like a lot of people make the mistake in Legacy of like, oh, let me build goblins, but I don't have the money. So I'll just cut the Wastelands and Rashad imports. <laughs> and then they just play like this weird tribal deck that does nothing. What about uh, The whole room? power is you can stall them and then overwhelm people with card advantage. So if we want that in modern, we're getting there, right? We have Pile Driver, we have Matron, uh, we have Aether Vial already, but we do need, you know, we have Field of Ruin, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we, we, need, we need better, <laughs> we need better kind of taxing or denial effects, I, but. I think we might get something. I don't think we'll get actual Porter Wasteland, but maybe like uh, a callback fixed port, like a port that only works on non-basics or something. I, I could see something along those lines. All right. Force of Stone of Rain. Pitch oh, a red card. Destroy there's two the red one. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I fixed it, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, fixed it. All right. All right. Last thing we have. Full art, snow-covered basics. Yeah. They're sweet. I, yeah. They're cool. Yeah. I, I, 
I want to see how relevant the snow cover type is is going to be. I think the other thing that's important is some of these were pretty expensive, like snow covered mountains, like three bucks. Uh, snow covered island is almost three bucks. So if you're trying to build like swans. Uh, a, Yes, yeah, swans or spread, <laughs> or if you're trying to build a commander deck and want to like do the snow cover trick for extra planner lens, that's a big chunk of money. You're gonna have to spend like a hundred dollars to get your basic snow covered mountain mana basin commander. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this will bring the price down a little bit and make them more accessible for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen a snow land in like forever, so just like any snow land is good. And I'm hoping this means snow duels. I'm hoping this means snow is a real mechanic in the set, and therefore we're going to need other snow lands or other snow synergies. Yeah, I hope so uh, too, but I think there's just snow way that we'll get the duels. <laughs> 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 I do like that so far the snow cards we've seen are cards that are like decent on their own. I think one of the problems with snow last time we saw it is the cards were just like so parasitic and bad if you weren't playing a snow deck, but like Icewing Kotal. Uh, it's not bad, even if you don't turn it on. <laughs> Flibblethip, Flibblethip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not really drawing a card if it costs you a card, Seth. <laughs> uh, all right, we, we got to move on. That's been our spoiler talk. We're running long today, and we still got a couple topics we got to hit up. So uh, before we get to fish mail, next, we had a banned and restricted announcement today, which was no changes in most formats, but big changes in Popper, where Popper's been in a weird spot, kind of a rough spot, kind of dominated by blue decks ever since Gush entered the format. Um, or actually, uh, Gush has been in the format a long time, but Foil entered the format and it works with Gush. But anyway, uh, big announcement, Gush, Gitaxium Probe, and Days, which are three ultra staples of blue decks and popper if you're not familiar with the format like some of the most played cards in the format all banned from the popper format so uh the either of you actually <laughs> play popper or care about this like i'm curious how many people this uh announcement actually impacts i know the com- the popper community is very excited but i'm not sure how many people actually play popper yeah, I don't play Popper, but now I'm like, is there a point? <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to play Popper for playing these, like, broken old cards. So now that they're banned, I'm like, oh. oh. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in gushed. that boat. Like, I should have gushed when I could have. <laughs> what did I, what have, what have I done with my life? That, that's pretty much how I feel about Popper. I mean, I, I wanted to get into it. I wanted to build, like, Blue Black Delver or something. I wanted to play with Days. I wanted to play with Gush. I wanted to do all of that, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't play Popper enough to know how, how like healthy the format was. I mean, from what I can like pick up, I assume it was pretty unhealthy because of these cards. So maybe this helps the Popper deck, uh, the Popper format out a lot more, but I know my interest in Popper went down a little. Mine is the opposite way. I, I used to play Popper semi regularly and do like playing Popper and I haven't done one in like two or three months because I just haven't found the metagame to be fun because it's so top heavy, uh, with Delver decks and blue decks in specific. So this has definitely increased my interest in picking up Popper again and it kind of makes the format feel wide open, especially combined with, and we don't have time to get into it, but we've seen a lot of powerful looking commons from Modern Horizons. So I think, uh, the format's going to be really fun. What Modern Horizons 
Horizon comes out. We have these, like, seriously, Probe was the second most played, Gush was seventh, and Days was 11th. These are, like, uh, three of the 12 most played cards in the entire format. So we're shaking up, losing the top decks, and getting a ton of powerful commons from Modern Horizon. So I'm about ready to start brewing in Popper again. I'm really hyped for it. Uh, so that's Popper. The other thing we wanted to mention super quick before Fish Mail, uh, arena changes. So, Krim, uh, have you read this update, uh, the state of the beta for May? Can you fill people in on just kind of a TLDR of the changes coming to arena? Uh, so far, I mean, <clears throat> for me, I think, uh, we'll go over to the changes, uh, all, all of them. Um, we've got, first off, the stained glass planeswalkers, which you can get from a, what seems to be, story mode uh i i i don't know if it's single player or like are you battling the ai i think it's going to be battling against other people um and but yeah going through this mode you'll be able to unlock uh the stained glass art for all the planeswalkers from war uh the ones that were originally revealed in the trailer which i'm really excited for and then of course you also have uh you have the the chess clock so you get a match clock now, so you, each player will have 30 minutes on, uh, on their respective match clock that will count down whenever that player has priority for a total of 60 minutes per match. And if you if you run out of time before, you, like, you know, if you run out of time, then that means you lose the match, essentially. This is amazing because now you get to make it so that you don't have to sit there, like, you don't have to, you're not forced to sit there and watch the Nexus player go off for the next four hours. They actually just have 30 minutes to kill you. And if they cannot, they lose. Um, and I'm excited for that in the basic land filter that we're going to get because now I can mix and match all my basics. <laughs> And like, I, I know, I know <laughs> I am absurdly excited about this basic land filter. Uh, and, and it makes it easier to mix and match all your basics. Uh, other than that, there's, uh, the mythic championship qualifier weekend coming up actually this weekend, this Saturday. Yeah. I think for me, the stained glass planeswalkers look awesome and, it looks like the first event starting Thursday is some sort of like Momir with planeswalkers where you, and you get to play these events for free, which is the awesome part. And you can play them as much as you want. So, uh, you get to earn these card skins, uh, for not spending any money if you're willing to put the time in and they look really cool. So that's exciting. And I think the 30 minute like moto style chess timer really necessary. Uh, it does not replace the rope system, so it's not like people can just sit there for 29 minutes and make you do nothing, so the rope <laughs> system is still there, but this also makes sure that if you play against, like, Nexus or whatever, you're not gonna get into that, like, two-hour game that we always see pop up once in a while on Reddit or whatever, where no one will scoop and the game will never end, so it does put a hard uh, finish line on your matches, which I think is a, a pretty good thing. What do you think about the amount of time? Do you think 30 minutes is enough is it too much? Uh, what's your feelings on that? I think what, that's What was fine. the Moto standard? Moto standard was per game or per match? Moto is 25 per match. So basically five minutes shorter each per match. Oh, so this is more generous than Moto? Five extra minutes per player, yeah. I think this really then, doesn't... Then it's fine. Yeah, this is fine. I mean, it's Moto is a bit slower uh, moving, whereas like Arena moves very fast. So 
I, I think this really just makes it so that decks like Nexus and decks without win cons actually have a conclusion to their game. And I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest upside. Also makes tournament play way, way easier, which I think is why Wizards wanted to get this out with some uh, arena mythic championships and stuff coming out, because the system before, as someone who's played in a few arena tournaments, a little bit clunky. You just got to, like, have someone manually that's, like, keeping the clock and telling people, like, oh, like, you have a couple more minutes or you should uh, call it a draw now so it'll be nice that that'll be built into the system like it's a small step towards having a tournament mode or some sort of structure built into the game which i think is one of the big improvements that a lot of people want to see is like having that tournament structure built into arena yeah and then i just want to shout out to watsi free event for cosmetics so the power of cosmetics is you can just give them away for free uh so Giving away these stained glass planeswalkers is pretty sweet, especially in a free event. And a free event, the first one is Momir. You don't even need a deck. So you can actually just sign up with an account and just start playing. And you don't need any cards and you can get stuff for free. Well, and, and just a reminder, this is going to get you the art, right? N- yeah. Not the card itself. Not the card. The, 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 what, what do they call it? The card skin. Yeah, the card skin. Yeah. Anyway, I think, unless you uh, all have more thoughts on these topics, it might be fish mail time. All right. If you have questions, send them to at Goldfish on Twitter with the hashtag mtgfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. First question, Radiant Marconis. Since you guys want MPL to be WWE, who do you want to see as the faces and heels, and what would that be exactly? <laughs> I don't know if I actually want the MPL to be WWE, but I would like to see more than Esper versus Mono Red every round. So I, I don't think you got to go full on WWE mode. Uh, in, huh? I don't know if there's anyone currently in the MPL that really strikes me as a good heel. <laughs> it's because the heels are usually like people who cheat or got DQ'd and have been removed from the MPL. Yeah, so I- we need like a heel that's not too healy otherwise they get removed <laughs> so like <laughs> i i always thought that uh that owen had like the attitude for it like this arrogance yeah. kind of where uh, it kind of came across as like i know i'm really good at magic and i know i'm probably better than you at magic i think that that's the kind of attitude you need but uh owen's uh, not the right person for it or no longer in the mpl but i think you need that kind of attitude in the heel magic <laughs> players are generally nice therefore we don't have too many heels or at least they're at least nice public facing so we don't have anyone really talking smack or anything after <laughs> matches and things like that. So wow. um, could you imagine if it was Reed? Like if Reed. <laughs> what, a, what a turn that would be if Reed calling everyone jabronis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be must see TV though if Reed Duke suddenly became like the bad guy of the MPL. Yeah, I, I really just want to hear that. Here, also Reed calls someone a jabroni, <laughs> something like that. And intro music happens right after. <laughs> Uh, okay, 11 Vicious. I'm glad to see Magic thriving this last year. Numbers have been higher than ever, but alas, the community in my hometown has been dying. With four shops divided into players, there are never enough to launch an event. How can this be fixed? Ooh. Well, it'll probably fix itself naturally. Like, if you have four shops that can't fire events, maybe there will end up merging, or some of them will stop doing it, and then everyone will go to one shop? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like there's not enough players with four shops. So yeah, maybe if they do joint events or I don't know, just 
get more people out uh, like pre-release and things like that tell your friends teach your friends magic bring them to the stores and play with them uh if you're just playing like some kitchen table magic go to the store and play kitchen table magic that also helps out uh so yeah uh next question hosa121 last week richard said he wants large events every week lights stadiums live audience but this isn't how other games like starcraft 2 CSGO, Dota, LOL, etc. host weekly events. Why should WotC do more and go even higher than other games for week-to-week events? Uh, well, I'm not familiar. So the, the, the thing I watch is League of Legends and they do have weekly events with a live studio audience. Uh, Overwatch used to do this. So like a, a live studio audience is actually not that crazy. But yeah, the, the big stadiums and the outdoor things, those are those are kind of the worlds and mythic championships of magic and and those are more rare but live events every week do happen orange bird boy for about a year now i've been trying to make fairy tribal work in modern but it seems like the deck needs another lord effect other than fairies get plus one plus one what effects do you think a new fairy lord might have uh, That's a- second hmm. bitter blossom <laughs> and not Dreadhorde yeah, uh, Invasion. Com- uh, Dreadhorde Invasion. Not yeah. not Dreadhorde Invasion, because I, I myself <laughs> used to play a ton of fairies in, in Modern. Uh, and and I'm not going to lie to you, if the games where you don't have Bitter Blossom felt very miserable. <laughs> like, oh, I did a lot of nothing. <laughs> like I mean, Scion Navuna is a good one. Like, everything gets plus one, plus one in Shroud, and, Shroud, and it has Flash. So maybe just, like, more. It wouldn't be Shroud. Maybe Hexproof? Maybe, I, I tried uh, that. Lord. I tried. Not I even enough. went up to like a full play set of them, and it more often. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. There were the games where I was like, "Haha, surprise! I have two now, so you'll never do anything because it's other fairies." <laughs> and then, and then they'll just go like at that time. I guess anger of the gods or just some kind of sweeper. But uh, I, I still think there needs to be something more, or maybe like a new. Uh, ETB fairy, much like spell stutter sprite or, or, or something like that. Something that can maybe be a little more disruptive. Maybe you do like in this set in, in modern horizons, you do a demir colored fairy that I don't know. Th- thought, thought erasures, <laughs> thought seizes. I don't know. It, how about <laughs> yeah, like, inquisition to keep it fair? Like kite sail freebooter fairy. Yeah. Like a kite sail would be great. Lines. With flash, of course. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta be able to draw a step it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> Have you done that? It feels great. <laughs> Ling- lingering souls? How about lingering souls? I-, I feel like there's going to be some fairies support in Modern Horizons. If they don't do it, I feel like it's a big miss. Because fairies is pretty popular, and it's pretty easy to just make random fairies. We, we already got it, Richard. Yeah, that's uh, true. More, more no, of them. Correct. No. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's a, there's a, a new fairy, fairy lord. It's a fairy lord. We got it. <laughs> Question answered. <laughs> <laughs> Kyoji Takunochi I've been watching a lot of competitive EDH content as of late their games usually don't end on turn 3 and there's a diverse meta is C EDH content on the rise or am I just enjoying watching powerful magic hmm. I think commander in general is on the rise so CEDH is probably along for the ride but I think that CEDH is still a pretty small segment of the commander community yeah, I think just content in general is on the rise. Like, not even commander content or anything, but just, like, any content is on the rise, uh, which is a great thing, right? Because now, if you like a specific kind of content, like CEDH, you have lots of people to watch. Yeah. And plus, 
we get more and more commander cards like every year and CEDH benefits from that as well, right? Uh, MTG Eidolon, do you think Price of Betrayal is better than the Elder Spell? It costs one mana instead of two and kills most planeswalkers, plus it kills a mass tokens and hydras. I do not uh, think that. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, like, I mean, there's... Although, yeah, you could potentially one mana uh, just kill a planeswalker, the one thing that's nice about Elder Spell, as a canister <laughs> would like to call it, Splinter Twin, uh, you get to go Elder Spell and put it all on Nico Bolas, uh, Dragon God, and then just win. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, like, if you look at the top decks from yesterday's SCG Open, which we didn't really get to because we had so much spoiler stuff, a lot of decks are playing a lot of Planeswalkers. I think there were three Jeskai Super Friends that have one, two, three, four, five, six different Planeswalkers in the main mm-hmm. deck. Then there's an Esper version that has even more, like seven or eight Planeswalkers. So I think adding one more mana for the ability to kill two or three planeswalkers definitely makes the elder spell better than price of betrayal in our current meta yeah and then like yeah once again seriously the, the obviously like just being able to kill all of those for very cheap which means you can also play around things because like Je- uh jeskai uh jeskai super friends plays spell pierce like a full play set so uh you can definitely like it makes it being cheap makes it so much better to cast uh, and, and of course you get the crazy comeback mechanic of just blowing up their entire board and then like maybe alting and then just like winning off the back of your own planeswalker. All right. Next question. E. Salvero, any thoughts on sneak attack showing up in modern horizons? I could see a, a, a version that like plays, I don't know, you can put a creature that's CMC four or less into play. <laughs> Why would I ever do that? I, <laughs> That's the only way, though, right? Like, if you want sneak attack, I think it's gotta be something like that. I Is would... sneak attack even that good anymore? Oh like, my goodness! Yes. yes, yes. Oh, it would be yes. busted <laughs> if you just Emrakul people. Yes, 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 yes. That would be so broken but it's and modern. Slow, and you can counter it. Oh, even... But people threw the breach, and that's like cheaper. And even more... if it was a one off, like it's like an true. enchantment that sacrifices itself, right, <laughs> to play one creature. <laughs> I'd still think I bet, that'd be too strong. I bet we get a call back to it. I don't think we'll get sneak attack, and it probably will be pretty different, but I think we'll get a card that kind of references it or is similar to it in the set. What would that even be? Like, on a creature that needs to tap to activate? <laughs> that that exists. <laughs> Four CMC or less? That exists. The, what's the four-mana 3-3 three, three from Amonkhet? <laughs> the champion. Oh, is it actually sneak attack on Well, <laughs> no, it, it's a green version, but when it like when you when it attacks, I think you can exert it or something like that and put it... Oh, oh, oh yes, yes. Huh. Uh, foil regrowth. Personal hopes for Commander 2019 product. I'm hoping for a dedicated Saltai spell slinger. Ooh. That would be sweet. Um, hmm. More Commander lands? <laughs> I think that's what I want. More of the, the multiplayer lands. Um, more red card draw. <laughs> you already have in like, Season Pyromancer. <laughs> that's, that's not card draw. It is. That's card like, draw. Like, uh, <laughs> Oh, what what is that spell that we always play? That ex you get to exile everyone's library and play it like stolen identity or whatever. Oh, uh, cards like that, stolen goods. Yeah, I don't know. What it's I, yeah, yeah. yeah, stolen goods. Seth I think. always plays it. That's yeah. all I know. Seth yeah. always has it somewhere. <laughs> but but cards like that, not, not none of this like you know like draw two cards, right? Like we need like big card draw, like where I could actually draw four, five, six cards. I like to see some more of those spells. What if it were like if 
you know, for each opponent, draw that many cards, then discard that many cards. How does <laughs> that's just like a super loot? That's only like yep. a loot for for three at max. Like that's not even a card. What, what if? What if? What, I mean, it's in red, right? You want it in red? It's got to do that. You make it. It'd still be really good for one mana, I would say. Hmm. I don't want to see more faithless looting. I need like raw card spell, but the the red maybe you faithful like looting. Cards. Oh, dude, there you go, faithful <laughs> that's a, that's looting. A white spell. Is, is that already a card? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Carlos Rex seventy eight. Do you think it's possible we'll get a fix him to Torak in Horizons? Target opponent relieves reveals their hand and discards two non land cards at random. For double black. Hmm. Wait, isn't this even better? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't even know if it's weaker. Like sometimes it's better. I don't you know, keep your lands. Just think all your action. But although it's hilarious to have them keep and you discard all their lands and they're just mana screwed, you're like, nice keep, bro. <laughs> we already have the the delirium one. And then there's like rise fall. Maybe we get another one. I don't think they can do literal him to Turak though. It'll probably have to be fairly watered down. <laughs> so, so like, a, a thoughtsies. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what? What if it were one card at random? How about they? They choose. They choose to discard. How about two mana? Two mana discard, but then your opponent gets to choose. Two mana discard too. But that's not a, that. That doesn't have yeah. the spice of him. I like the mm. random. So you want the? But how do you make the random fair? You do one card. You do one card for one mana. Is that even? Is good, that even though? good? Probably not. Yeah, I haven't played that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, you can't. You definitely can't have two mana. Make them pitch to at random. That that's just not. What, what if they discard a card at one mana? They discard a card at random. Add that much black mana to your mana pool. <laughs> like I, to the card CMC. I can <laughs> see like. Really good. <laughs> I could see like him to Turok with Hellbent, maybe. Like target player discards two cards. If you're Hellbent, then they're at random. Like maybe something like that, where it's like an okay discard spell, but if you meet a certain condition, then the discard is random. When you're Hellbent, <laughs> like, yeah. Why would I be casting him to Turok at this point? <laughs> I mean, like maybe Hellbent's not the best example, but some sort of mechanic like that. And surveil. Raid? Yeah. How about if you've attacked? If you've attacked, you could hit the Torak. Ooh. Oh. I think uh, we just got a new spoiler. Would you, <laughs> like to, would you like to guess? I just saw this on my is Twitter it, feed. Is it him to Torak? It is a It is a reprint. It is not him to Torak. It is a very famous blue spell. One of the most famous blue spells. Oh, Seth. It is, is uncommon. It? Oh, generate card advantage. I see it. I see it. Oh, yes. Yeah, factor fiction. Oh, eh. How good is factor fiction in modern? I don't know. I'm down to try it though. (laughs) (laughs) Every choice is a joy. Just remember that, okay? (laughs) Oh, this a whole new generation is gonna have to learn how to split factor fiction files but, oh man so, i love modern horizons it's okay they, <laughs> you learned, they probably played learned. with architect of thought right that, it's like that kind of yeah. Uh, yeah it is i think this card might be playable like it fuels the graveyard four mana instant speed card draw that's not that bad yeah i think it's got a shot pitches to force negation it does <laughs> <laughs> i mean in the actual series it's actually it does pitch to force negation in a good way right like 
if you're about to die, you pitch it. But if you're not going to die, you cast it and then, you know, get the card advantage. If I'm about to die, am I really going to try to counter something? I guess. I mean, I feel like I'm dying to something on board. I guess if it's like a combo. Well, you're you're going to die to a combo. <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're getting beat by a death shadow, like you're, you're dead. So whatever. <laughs> All right. So that was all our fish mail. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at MTGGoldfish with the hashtag MTGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that that brings us to the end of episode 225 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Cribb, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Spikes Academy, and happy anniversary to Spikes Academy for supporting the show. So, we will be back next week with a ton more Modern Horizon spoilers and whatever else happens in the world of magic. So, until then, this is the crew signing out. <laughs> <laughs>